we're in week three at the moment of our series, uh, Overcomers. And we've been in this series uh, talking for the last couple of weeks. And we talked in week one, we talked about overcoming the curse of comparison. Now, of course, no one here ever suffered from the curse of comparison. You've never compared yourself to anybody else. No, you've never compared your job or your home or anything else to anybody else's or what anyone else had. But if you had, if you've ever done that, or if you know anyone that's ever done that, you'll know that it's not a very wise thing to do. You'll know that by comparing anything that you may have to what anything else or anybody, anything else or anyone else has is not wise because you never measure up. You'll never be the best at what you're doing. Simple as that. You, 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 there's always going to be someone richer than you, always going to someone has a nicer house than you, always be someone that has a better job than you. So you got to learn to be the best that God created you to be. Yes. Amen? Yes. Because we all have individual races. Yes. Just like those people out there racing this morning. You would be foolish if you were racing there this morning if you were looking over your shoulder all the time at someone else running. Because you'd be running like this. And when you run like this, you are more than likely going to trip over something, fall over something, fall into something, do yourself an injury, and not be able to finish your race. When you run your race that God individually tailored for you, you've got to remember to run your own race because you're the only person that can run and win your race. Amen? Last week, we talked about overcoming the comfort of apathy. And we came to a conclusion that what we need to do is, you know, even though we're surrounded and we're bombarded by all this bad news stories going on there, we need to find a place and we need to serve. Amen? And we need to find a place and we need to be a witness. Amen? Because you're not going to save the whole world. Amen? Amen? You're not going to fix a famine in some place in the world on your own. No. But you know what you can do? You can witness to your neighbor. You can witness to the person that you're working with. You can make a difference in that way, in a small way. Amen? Go into all the world, the Word of God says. Where does the Word start? It starts right at the next footstep in front of you, right outside your front door. Amen? Today I want to talk to you for a few minutes about overcoming the label of lies. Amen? Hey, listen. Has anybody here ever believed a lie? Has anybody here ever believed something that somebody told you that you knew wasn't true? Yeah. Listen, a few years ago, we were um, up in the Market Square here in town. They were showing a movie on a big screen. And when Angela and I normally get around am am among a bunch of people, as much as we uh, go to maybe watch the film or as much as we go to enjoy the music, what we'll do when we're there is we'll, we'll watch people. Anybody else do that? I'll stand there, and Angela will stand there. She's better at it than me. And we'll look at people. We'll watch people. Someone will catch our eye. And this night there, a couple of years ago, we were standing in the market square. They were showing a movie on the big screen, a Star Wars film, I think it was. And as we stood there, a young man caught the corner of my eye. And I was as much watching him as I was watching the movie because he was very distracted. He was standing there, and you knew by him that he really wanted to be there, but at the same time didn't want to be there. I'd say he was a Star Wars fan. He had that kind of look off him. And you know the ones I'm talking about, yeah. But his body language was saying something different. It was saying, I don't want to be among people. 
he was nervously standing. He was looking at the film too at one eye and looking around him. And he was on his own. He had nobody with him. And, and he kept rubbing his hands together and rubbing his hands in his trousers. And he was very distracted. He was doing all these nervous kind of things. And, and as I looked at him, I, I was kind of thinking, you know, I wonder what are some of the things this young man has believed in his life. Because he just had, his body language was telling me that he wasn't sure about himself. He wasn't sure to be among people. He, I, I, I would think if someone had came over and engaged him and talked with him, that he probably would have went home. He probably would have ignored him and, and probably would have went home. Uh, he was distracted. But as I looked at him, I wonder what was some of his inner thoughts. What was some of the things that was going on in his head? I was kind of thinking, because we do, when we're people watchers, you're putting these things together. I was thinking that in his own mind, and this is what he was saying to me without saying anything, was that I'm a failure. I'm not loved. I'm not wanted. I'm ugly. I'm depressed. I'm a freak. I'm scared. I, I think by the way he looked, all these things were going on in his head. And without ever opening his mouth, I could see that this young man had labeled himself all of these different labels. And other people too had put labels on him down through the years. And, and this was now who he thought he was because of these labels and lies that he had believed in his life. And it got me thinking, what are some of the labels that I have put on my life in the past? What are some of the labels that I have believed about me that are not true? What are some of the labels that other people have tried to put on me that are not true? But because people try to label me with it, then I believe it to be true. See, I worked for years in butchery. And I've seen other butchers for years, they cut a piece of, of sirloin steak. And when they'd wrap it and they get somebody else to price it, and the person pricing it didn't know what it was. And they may have priced it as rib steak. Now, if you're a carnivore and you know the difference between a piece of rib steak and a piece of sirloin steak, there's a world of difference. Amen. Now, I'm a vegetarian. I don't know. But I know, I know my meat at the same time. I know there's a huge difference in a piece of rib steak and a piece of sirloin steak. But the person who will be wrapping it wrapped it and priced it, and priced this sirloin steak, put a sticker, put a label on it, saying rib steak. Now for all the world, anybody buying that piece of meat, believed that it was something that it wasn't. But it didn't change what was on the inside of the packet. But, but now, and when we do this, when someone mislabels us, when someone sees us and thinks that we're something that we're not, and they put a sticker on us saying that we're something that we're not, and they never overvalue us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You'll never see someone putting out some mince, putting a, a, a fillet steak sticker on it. This mince that was worth two, three euros, they'll never put a, a fillet steak, 15 euro sticker on it. I've come to notice that through my experience that when people label other people, they always devalue them. And I know that when we put labels on ourselves too, we devalue our value. Amen. 
This young man had devalued himself, and it got me thinking, how do we value ourselves? And I thought, you know what? If I don't first respect myself, how can I ever expect anyone else to respect me? If I don't love myself, how can I ever expect anybody to love me? If I don't have value on myself, how could I ever expect anyone to put value on me? We have first got to to overcome the labels that people have put on us in the past, and we've got to reprice ourselves, relabel ourselves to what we actually are. A lot of times when someone would mislabel a piece of meat and pull it out, the butcher would see it and he'd recognize it. He'd say, oh, no, 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 hang on. That's not fillet, or that's not rib steak. That's sirloin steak. And what he would do then, he wouldn't leave it there. He'd pick it up and he'd bring it back in. He'd open it up and he'd rewrap it again and he'd reprice it, relabel it. And I believe what we need to do as, as, as individuals and as churches, we need to, to recognize the value that our God puts on us. And we need to rip off those old labels that people may have placed on us in the past. And, and we need to relabel ourselves God's property. And we need to relabel ourselves who God says we are. Amen? Amen. You see, I don't know your background. I don't know what stuff you've gone through in the past. I don't know what hurts you've gone through. I don't know what pains you've gone through. I don't know who has said what to you in the past, but I do know who God calls you and who God says you are. Amen? Amen. And I know that what we need to do is, despite all of the circumstances, despite all of the labels, despite all of the pains and hurts, we need to relabel ourselves. We need to reprice ourselves, and we need to start calling ourselves exactly who God calls us. Amen? Because I do know that Proverbs 18 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. We need to start relabeling ourselves the I am's that God calls us. Amen? Amen. We need to start seeing who we are through God's eyes, not through a parent's eyes. Not through a husband or a wife's eyes. Not through a a friend's eyes or or someone who didn't like you. We need to start seeing ourselves through God's eyes. Amen. And when we start seeing ourselves through God's eyes, then we'll start recognizing who we really are. You see, I think we all need to take a trip to God's spec savers. Amen. And stop shearing the dog. Amen. We need to start shearing the sheep. Amen. That was a brilliant ad. (laughs) But we need to start seeing clearly. I think a lot of us, with our eyes, we need a God eye test. Start seeing ourselves. Start seeing our family. Start seeing our friends through the God's eyes, not through our own eyes or someone else's eyes. And we need to start declaring over ourselves in accordance to who God says we are, not some teacher 20 years ago, what he said we were. Amen? Amen? I love the way Muhammad Ali declared stuff over his life. Not a huge fan of Muhammad Ali's, but I'm a huge fan of what he and how he used to frame his words over his life. Let me give you a few of the words that he said about himself. He said, it's hard to be humble when you're as good as I am. 
He said, I should be a postage stamp because it's the only way I'm ever going to get licked. He said, I'm beautiful, I'm fast, I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. I can't possibly be beat. These are the words that he confessed over his own life. He said, and this is a good one. He says, my only fault is that I don't realize how great I really am. How many of us could say that over ourselves today? That one of our biggest faults is that we don't realize how good we really are. How many of us could say this morning that we don't realize how great God says we are? Amen? And we keep putting ourselves down. We keep allowing others to put us down. We keep thinking that oh, I could never do that. I'm not good enough. He said, hey, this one is fantastic. You, you know that he was raised in a Baptist church. Yes. You know that he heard this stuff before he got deceived. Amen. He said, I am the greatest. I said that even before I knew I was. He said, I am the greatest, and I said it even before I knew I was the greatest. I think a lot of us need to start saying that today, amen? amen. We need to start saying who we are even before we become who we are, yes. amen? Yes. We need to start seeing who God says we are rather than who we think we are because what people told us in the past we were, right. amen? You are not a failure, yeah, amen. amen? You are not a mistake, amen? amen. You are chosen and called by God. And we need to start recognizing that. We need to start seeing ourselves through God's eyes and stop looking at ourselves through someone else's eyes. I am the greatest. And I said that even before I knew I was. That's amazing. He was declaring success over his life long and ever before he was successful. And I think we in the past have declared failure over our lives. We've declared loss over our lives. We have declared ourselves to be an awful lot less than what God has said that we were. And we need to start figuring out. We need to start going into our word, into the Bible. And we need to start finding out what God says about us. Amen. Amen. I don't care what someone 20 years ago said about you. I don't care what someone said 40 years ago about you that hurt you. God's word was said long and ever before that. Amen. Amen. And he knew you from the creation of this universe. Amen. And he had a plan for you even before then. And he has declared blessings over you. I think we need to start believing God more than we need to start believing people. Amen. Amen. I think if we believe God more than we believe people, we'll start to see greater success in our lives. Amen. What are some of the things that you have said about yourself in the past? What are some of the... I am's that you have declared over yourself in the past. Because you know that your I am's that you declare over your life, they will catch up with you. Amen. Yeah. You will become what you believe you are. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, you will become what you believe you are. You've got to start believing that you are who God says you are. Amen. 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 Praise God. Proverbs chapter 23 says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Or as you think in your heart, so you are becoming. If you think you're a failure, you will become. You may you wait for the failure. Amen. If you think you're a loser, just wait for the loser to come. 
if you think you're an addict, you'll never be anything but an addict. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. If you think, if you, what, whatever you think you are in your heart, that's what you will become. Yeah. You need to start thinking positively. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And this is not one of those, you know, positive messages, not one of those messages telling you how wonderful, how great you are. These are not words out of my mouth. These are words, this, this is the word of God. So many churches and so many preachers in the past have tried to tell you how bad of a sinner you are. How undeserving you are of God's love. How undeserving you are of God's grace. But yet as undeserving as you are, God gave it to you. God showed you his love. And God told you who you are. We need to take off that old religion that tells us how bad we are. And we need to start putting on exactly who God says we are. This is why the gospel is not advancing in the world. Because there's too many people thinking that I'm just a low-down, dirty sinner and I'll never be anything else saved by the grace of God and, and I'll just get into heaven by the, by the skin of my teeth. If you recognize who you are, then you will, you will start to serve God and you'll start to become everything God created you to be. Amen. Do you know the son of Bill Gates doesn't rummage around in his pocket for a short change or doesn't sit on the edge of the street playing a guitar hoping that people will show a few euros in there for him to be able to go get something to eat? He knows who he is because his daddy is the richest person in the world. See, we, we treat our God, our Father, as a pauper. We treat him as an abusive father. We make him out to be so horrible. We make him out to be so judgmental. We make him out to be, he's just waiting for us to make a mistake for him to cut a stick and beat us with. Yeah. That's not the nature of our God. Yeah. And anyone who tells you that's the nature of our God is telling you lies. Right. I don't know why. I don't know what they get out of it. But we need to start seeing God for who he is. A loving God who spared not his own son. Who gave his own son to break the curse off of us. And declared us to be able to walk in the fullness of everything that His Son came to give us. You see, we as saved New Covenant believers, we sometimes walk with that Old Covenant mentality. We need to wake up. We need to start seeing ourselves for who God says we are. You're not clumsy just because you broke a few plates when you were five. That didn't make you clumsy. Amen. But yet people have been labeled clumsy because they broke a few plates when they were five. You're not ugly because someone said to you when you were eight that you were ugly. That, you, that does not make you ugly. But yet we have people today going around in, in their 40s and in their 50s believing that they're clumsy, believing that they're ugly because someone told them when they were five and when they were eight. Some people are believing that I, I was never wanted. I was never wanted because a parent told them in a fit of rage when they were nine that I never wanted you anyway. And they've gone through their whole life believing that they were never wanted. A teacher told you, told you you were a lost cause when you were 15. You're a waste of space. You'll never amount to anything. And we've carried that label. We've carried that cloak around us our whole lives. And we've never amounted to anything because we were just seeing ourselves through the eyes of that teacher. And we are discounting what God says about us. Yeah. And where we are saying that the teacher, what they said about us, outweighs what God says about us. Yeah, that's good. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
I mean, come on, what can someone say about you that trumps what God has said about you? Amen. Nothing. Right. Amen. Amen. If you broke a few plates when you were five, what about it? Amen. If you weren't the best looking child when you were nine, what about it? Amen. Glory to God. If you, if you were an accident, if you weren't planned by your parents, what about it? God planned you. Amen. 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 You may not have thought that, you know, you grew up thinking that I wasn't wanted. God, He wanted you. Amen. We go around with these labels and these tags on our lives, believing that we could never amount to anything. We, we could never do anything. I, how, how could I serve God after the things that I've done? I mean, okay, I'm saved, great. But you know what? I, I could never serve God. I could never, I, I couldn't minister to anyone. I couldn't, I couldn't share with anyone because you, you don't know the stuff that I've done in the past. And these are obstacles that we place, that the enemy has placed in our paths to stop us from doing what God calls us to do. And as long as we hold on to these, these cloaks, these, these wrong I ams, we will never become everything that God calls us to be. But you know what? Let me let, let, me let you in on a secret. God knew that you'd done those things. God knew that you broke those plates. God knew that, you, that your parents didn't plan you. God knew. He knows all these things. You know, God knows your weaknesses even better than you do. Yeah, Amen? Yeah. And we have a few. Amen? But here's the good news. And this is another thing I love about God. He uses broken, weak people. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Abraham, he was too old. I mean, how could God use him? He was so old. God did. Jacob, he was a liar. God used him, amen? Leah, God love her, she was ugly. God still used her, amen? Joseph, he was abused by his family. Moses, he had a stuttering problem. Gideon, Gideon was afraid. Gideon was a coward. And God called him a mighty man of God. Samson, he had long hair and he was a womanizer. God still used him. If you have long hair. <laughs> Rahab, she was a prostitute. Yeah, right. But yet she ended up in the lineage of Jesus. Amen. Amen. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Amen. Anybody here ever murder anyone? Elijah, he was suicidal. Jonah, he ran from God. God put a calling on his life. And what did he do? He said, I'm out of here. Naomi was a widow. Job was bankrupt. Peter denied Jesus. The disciples all fell asleep while praying. Anybody ever done that? Praise God. Martha, she worried about everything. The Samaritan woman, she was divorced more than once. Zacchaeus was too small. Thomas was a doubter. Paul was too religious and consented to murder. And Lazarus, he was dead. Now, if you don't find yourself in that list there somewhere, somewhere, if you don't find yourself somewhere there, praise God, you're a liar. We're all there somewhere in that list. God used these people Amen. and he used them mightily. Amen. Amen? Yeah. He used them mightily. So I'm, let me tell you, there's nothing that you have done either in the past or last night that disqualifies you yes. from being everything that God calls you to be. Amen? Amen? Yeah. God uses broken, inadequate, and unqualified people. 
Let me tell you today, if you're still breathing oxygen, God still has a plan for your life. Amen? If you're still breathing oxygen, God is not finished with you yet. See, we need to banish these thoughts that God couldn't use me and start to reframe our thoughts, repicture ourselves through God's eyes and see that God is not concerned about my past. That's why he sent Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that our past will be taken care of. And we need not concern ourselves with the past. That God sent Jesus to take care of our past. Amen. 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 Glory to God. You do know that Jeremiah 29, 11 is for you, don't you? You do know that. That God says that he has thoughts towards you. Amen. And they are thoughts of good, not evil. Other people may have evil thoughts towards you. Other people may have wrong thoughts towards you. But God's thoughts for you are good. And he has given you a hope and a future. Amen? We need to start telling the enemy to shut up. You have no right to speak into my life. Amen? We need to start, when he starts to speak up, we need to say, shut up. And we need to start, stop. We need to stop listening to what he has to say. And we need to start listening to what God says about us. Amen? Amen? When you start to think that you're inadequate, remind yourself, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what God says about you. Amen. And you are not an exception. He says that about all of us. Amen. When you think that nobody likes you, you need to start declaring that I am a child of God. Romans 8 verse 16. When you feel down and you feel that you can't take any more of these battles that's going on around us, you need to remind yourself that I don't have to fight these battles. That Jesus said I, uh, that we are more than conquerors. Amen. You are more than a conqueror, amen? Yeah, right. Amen? You are more than a conqueror. I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy, Psalms 107, verse 2 says. I am forgiven, Colossians 1.13 says. I am saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2.8 says. I am justified, Romans 5.1 says. I am sanctified, 1 Corinthians 6.11 says. I am a new creature, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. I am redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13 says. I am delivered from the power of darkness, Colossians 1.13 says. I am led by the Spirit of God, Romans 18.14 says. I am free from bondage, John 8.36 says. I am kept safe wherever I go, Psalms 91 verse 11 says. Are you getting the message? I am casting my cares on Jesus, 1 Peter 5.7 says. I'm getting all my needs met, Philippians 4.19 says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 says. I am blessed. Deuteronomy 28.6 says. I am an heir of eternal life. 1 John 5 and 11 says. Do you see what I'm saying here? By his stripes I am healed. 1 Peter 5.24 says. You see, no matter for all of the uh, I, for, for matter all of the labels that people try to place on you, God has said more about you 
than anybody else has said about you. Amen? And we need to start believing what God says about us rather than believe what anyone else says about us. If people say to you, you're not good enough, you need to say, I am good enough. Jesus says, I am. If people, if people say to you, you're not smart, you're not very bright, you're not going to go very far, say, I have the mind of Christ. Amen. I've been called of God. See, we need to start countering what the world says about us with what God says about us. Because as far as I'm concerned, God has been here for eternity. The person who said something about you, maybe they're not even still alive. What gives them the power to declare your future? Absolutely nothing. Amen? Only God has the power to declare your future. But we have to choose. Amen? We have to choose what we believe. It's like when you listen to the news now or you read the newspaper. Because of the way the media has gone over the last number of years, we've got to choose what we believe. We choose what source we get our truth from. And even though we, we, we listen to the media, we read the media, a lot of times they're, they're not telling us the full truth. If you want the full truth, you've got to go to God. Only God gives us the full truth. Amen? Amen? I walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says. Amen? See, we need, to, we, need, we need to wake up to what God says about us. And we need to start putting down what anybody else says about us. In 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5, it says that we bring every thought into captivity. What does that mean? That means that if, if a thought comes to your mind of, of a label that someone tried to label you with in the past, you need to take that thought and you need to make it captive. You need to put chains on it. You need to put bars around it. And you need to say, that's not who I am. Amen. Just because someone said that's who I am, that's not who I am. And you need to take it captive. You need to put it in jail. And you need to release the Word of God into your life. And you need to start confessing who you really are. Amen? We need to overcome these labels and these lies that people have declared on our lives. And we need to start believing who God says we are. Finally, we need to declare the I am in our life. And we need to recognize who the great I am is. We need to recognize who the great I am is. When God spoke to Moses when in, in, through the burning bush, uh, God instructed him what he should say to Pharaoh. And Moses asked him, who should I say that sent me? In Exodus chapter 3, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me. Jesus himself said in John 8 and verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. See, we need to realize who we are, but we need to also realize who is the great I am. And that is Jesus. Amen?